Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you're listening to it right now, just click on the subscribe button. Very easy. And make sure you share it with your friends and give it a nice review. Today, we're going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers back with the Packers and the big reality check that he had. Von Miller could be playing his last season with the Broncos. Let's hope not. And Simone Biles opened a lot of eyes during the Olympics. But first, Burns and McCoy, do yourself and your friends and your family a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauces, dressings, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Burns and McCoy is a family-run business. Their goal is to bring you only the best products made with their finest ingredients. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. Go ahead, check them out. They're available at all grocery stores in the Front Range or at BurnsandMcCoy.com. All right, so Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers. That's great. Good for you, Aaron, you jerk. Breaking the hearts of all of us here in Denver Broncos country. Listen, it was a real small speck of hope that we we were clinging on to that somehow, some way, the Broncos would work out a deal and Aaron Rodgers would be a Denver Bronco. Well, it didn't happen. And it sounds like Aaron Rodgers will play this season with the Packers and then next season he could pull a Tom Brady, go wherever he wants. Maybe it will be the Broncos. The only way that that happens, that he becomes a Broncos, is if Drew Locke fails. And honestly, if I had to pick between Aaron Rodgers being the Broncos quarterback in 2022 and Drew Locke discovering himself, oh, what is that? I can play. Oh, you guys thought I was talking about something else. You guys are gross. I would rather have Drew Locke be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos because he found another gear. He's excelled to another level of his game. You see it. You see it. He's shining. He's a shiny new toy. All of a sudden, he's got skills that are putting him in the top tier of quarterbacks in the Broncos. That's what I'd rather have than Aaron Rodgers be the quarterback in 2022 because Drew Locke is what? He's 24. He's going to be 25 in November. Aaron Rodgers is 37. He's going to turn 38 in December. We saw with Peyton Manning that all of a sudden the wheels can just fall off. It can. Tom Brady, he's the exception to the rule. As of right now, his wheels have not fallen off. I don't see the end in sight for Tom Brady. But that being said, that's a big gamble. If Drew Locke can improve this season and can find another level of his game, I'm fine with that. Stick with the kid. Stick with Drew Locke. I'd rather see that. I'm a Bronco fan. At the end of the day, I just want to see the Broncos do well. I don't want to sit there and just stay stagnant. I don't want to be sitting there going, "Ah, again, we're just below 500 or we're right at 500. I want them to be successful. I want them to have a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. I do. I got to cover Super Bowl 50. That was an amazing feeling to go in there and watch the Broncos And as they prepared for the Panthers, and 
I want that feeling again. I want the Broncos to be good. In long term, their hope is that Drew Locke is the guy. That's that's what you would hope. I listen, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He is. He's a Hall of Famer. Soon to be a Hall of Famer once he retires, right? But I would rather have Drew Locke be the quarterback and he be good and get the Broncos to the playoffs on a consistent basis. That's what I'd rather have right now. Look how long it took when Peyton came here. They didn't get to the Super Bowl right away. They were good right away, but they didn't get to the Super Bowl right away. So how much time does he have in him? How much gas is in the tank for Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I don't care right now. He's moved on or moved or stayed, I guess, with the Packers. But Drew Locke's here now, and I expect him to be better this season. I expect it. If he doesn't improve from last year, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to think about that right now. Drew Locke's the guy. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater's right there with him. I expect them as a whole to bring the Broncos back to glory. I, there's a lot, a lot of shit that goes into that. You also need a coach that can actually call timeouts properly. Vic, I'm talking to you, Vic Fangio. Fuck. Anyway, real quick, back to Aaron Rodgers. He had a little bit of a reality check thrown in his face during this whole situation with the Packers. There was a part of me that did think that there would be conversation about an extension. You know, based on my cap number this season, next season, it seemed natural based on the way I played to at least have a conversation about it. It wasn't a conversation. Uh, not until into May. And that, to me, seemed like uh, an analogy that you guys understand. You guys have a fantastic year at work. You write some great stories. You go to your boss and say, I just had an incredible year. I think I deserve a pay raise or, you know, some security. And the boss says, yeah, let's just see how it goes. A couple months down the line, you get another job opportunity. You go back to your boss and say, hey, I got this amazing job opportunity. And we say, whoa, 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 no, 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 no we, we love you. We want you to, we do want you to stick around. We, you know, we do, we do care about you. Just have the same uh, feeling. Oh, a little bit of real life hitting you in the face, Aaron. That happens to people all the freaking time. All the time. Back in my uh, early time with the the radio station, the only reason I got a raise, despite the fact that I was doing the job of like four people, that's not an exaggeration either. The only reason I got a raise is because another company pursued me and said, hey, we want you to do this, this, and this. And it was on the lines of where I was ex- expecting to go in my career. The only problem for me was it was in Wyoming, and I did not want to move to Wyoming. But I did not tell my company that, that I was currently employed with. And I said, listen, they want me, and this is what they're offering me, and blah, 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 blah. And then I got a raise out of it. That's the only reason. That Sometimes that's the only way companies will will make a move. Not all companies are this way. But sometimes companies, that's the only way. The only way they move is if you force them to move. And that's frustrating. But you got to be willing to move on. 
You do. It's like, oh, you, you're not going to budge? Fine, fuck it. I'll go move to Wyoming just to spite you. <laughs> you fucking dicks. But sometimes that's just what it ha- happens. And that's the world that Aaron Rodgers is living in now. He, re- he was ready to move on. He would have he either retired or moved on somehow, some way, right? But it is what it is, and now he's back with the Packers. And again, I'm all in on Drew Locke. I have to be. I don't want to live in the fantasy world of, well, once this season's over, which quarterback's going to be available? What quarterback could the Broncos get in the draft? I have to be all in on the on Drew Locke as the Broncos starting quarterback. I have to. Otherwise, it's just I'm just banging my head against the wall. Right? In Drew Locke we trust. And then if he gets hurt, Teddy Bridgewater, if he in in, you know, I trust. <laughs> Whatever. Either way, I'm all in on the Broncos' current quarterback situation. I think it's stupid that they have a little bit of a competition right now between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Just just make the choice. If it's not apparent who's the better quarterback within the first week of training camp, then you got a, you got a problem. You got two of essentially the same ones. And either way, you still need to just make a, a choice because when you're butting these guys against each other, it's just... You need to have one quarterback that is the clear leader and then just move forward. Mike Tolbert is in. He's on a wing to the right. And the Panthers have a third and ten. Here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered by Malik Jackson for the touchdown. It was Vaughn Miller with the strip sack and Jackson with the recovery. Thank you so much to CBS Sports for the highlight. Could this be the last year for Von Miller in a Denver Broncos uniform? I hope not. I hope not. This is the last year of a six-year, $114.5 million contract or whatever it is. He signed that after he won Super Bowl 50 MVP back in 2016. He's only 32, guys. Only 32. And where does he stand in Broncos history? Well, he has 106 sacks and 135 career games. Von Miller is the Broncos' all-time sack leader. I don't want him to go. That being said, he's really fucking expensive. If he takes a team-friendly deal to stay, I'd be very happy with that. Because you know who does that? People that want to win. Because when you look at the budget, whatever the salary cap is, that's their budget. Throw in some incentives. Yeah, Vaughn, if you get 15 sacks, you get like $5 million or whatever the fuck it is, right? Throw in some incentives. But here's the thing. He needs to take a free team-friendly deal. I understand he wants. he's all about trying to make money, and who wouldn't be? But if he truly loves the Denver Broncos, he needs to stay. He wants to stay. He was saying that he would love to stay, but he's prepared himself for this to be his last season as well. And that's great. Hopefully he, he, you know, puts the pedal to the metal and uh, kicks major ass this year. But the only way he stays, I imagine, is if he takes a little bit of a cut. And that means the Broncos, in order to stay under the salary cap and all that shit, 
is they need to throw in a lot more incentives. So, but we'll see what happens. But I mean, I'm excited to see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb wreak havoc on the NFL. I mean, in the 20 games that those two have played together, they have like 29 and a half sacks. That's like a sack and a half a game between the two. It's not bad. Could be better. Could be better. So I'm excited to see what they can do this upcoming season. Vaughn's back from injury. Bradley Chubb's ready to go. Let's see. Let's see what they can do. I expect them to dominate. I expect them to dominate. If Von Miller truly does want to stay with the Denver Broncos, he will step up his game. I, I say that. Keep in mind, he had a few bad stat years. I was trying to stay, say statistics, statistical years due to being double and triple teamed. Right? So that makes sense. So you can't really read it too much into the numbers. But that being said, I expect the Broncos' defense to be better. Vaughn is back. I expect him to be a better leader. I want to see Bradley Chubb just, just really blossom out there. On paper, they could be very, very good. They got a young offense, got amazing tight end with Noah Fant. I'm very excited about the Broncos this year. I'm a little, I have a little bit of doubt in their running backs, but a lot depends on Drew Locke and Von Miller. What does Von Miller bring into the table this year? What does Drew Locke bring into the table this year? Because a lot revolves around them. So we'll see. We'll see. My expect expectations of the Denver Broncos, like every year, is to make at least make the playoffs. Now, that being said, that hasn't happened in a while. So, God damn it, do it this year, please. Simone Biles, you all heard what's going on with her. Simone Biles, did she let America down or is she standing up for all of the U.S. and the world? We'll get into that. Do you like to grill? We love to grill here at the house. Tonight, I'm grilling up some chicken. I might make some chicken fried rice, but I like to always do the chicken on the grill. I may change up my, my dinner plans, but the long and short of it is I'm firing up the, the grill using my propane. And our friends over at Cinch, they do propane home delivery. They come to your house, pick up your used tank, and leave a fresh tank at the location you select, whether it's the driveway, doorstep, or porch. Super easy. Very easy. New Cinch customer customers now get their first tank exchange delivered for just $10. When you use the promo code MILEHIGH, that's all one word, MILEHIGH. So just go right now, go to cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. Enter your zip code, order your tanks, select a delivery date. Make sure you use the promo code MILEHIGH, all one word, MILEHIGH. And send out your tanks for the exchange. Super easy. They come and deliver it again. Cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. Again, promo code MILEHIGH. Simone Biles stepped aside from the Olympic competition in the middle of the Olympics, which doesn't really happen. Here's Simone. 
Today has been really stressful. We had a workout this morning. It went okay, and then just that five and a half hour wait or something, I was just like shaking, could barely nap. I've just never felt like this going into a competition before, and I tried to go out here and have fun and warm up in the back, went a little bit better, but then once I came out here, I was like, no, mental is not there, so I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. No injury, thankfully, and that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured, so I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Her head wasn't in the game. She could have easily hurt herself if she wasn't all out there mentally. She was having trouble finding the ground, which is pretty scary when you think about what gymnasts do in gymnastics. They're twisting and turning. Like, I can't even wrap my brain around that. I I have a hard time doing a somersault. (laughs) It scares me. It does frighten me. I'm not really joking on that one. I'm a pussy. Anyway, so it's really scary. There's some people out there that are upset with this. A few say she quit on the team. On America. I don't agree with that. I don't. Especially when you look at what she was supposed to be doing out there. I mean, you're do, like I said, you're doing the twists and turns and then you're supposed to land. You miss. You're going to smash your head. That happened to a, a, a girl. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember her name. But she hit her head on the balance beam and then she had a fracture in her neck. They didn't even pull her. She ended up doing like the floor exercise after that. And then she ended up having to retire after. Because it's like, dude, guys, anyway, anyway, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But a lot of people are aren't really upset with Simone Biles. They're upset with the people that are holding her, her up at, as a hero. The the media members that are doing that. Like how brave of her. And you know, social media is going crazy with you. Got celebrities coming out like Justin Bieber saying, you know, people just don't understand what you go through. And, and I, that's true. Unless you're in gymnastics, you really don't understand the complexity of what she does and all the gymnasts do. It's in, it, it, I watch it and I'm like, it just, whoa, it's like, holy shit. I can't even imagine that. But a one word that really pops up that bothers people is when people call Simone Biles a hero. And I understand why this upsets some people. Because that word we tend to reserve for those who serve in the military. Firefighters, police officers, paramedics, doctors, nurses. I get that. But I think... To sit there and throw hate around because somebody uses chooses the word hero or brave to describe what she did, I think that's a little silly. She did do something that was brave. I don't know if I would use the word heroic, but it is because there's a lot of things going on in this situation with Simone Biles, one of which is mental health is kind of a dirty set of words for some people and, and companies out there. I dealt with that when I when I said I needed to take a, a mental health day or I took a mental health day. And then it was, you know, I got a, a good talking to after that. That happens in companies a lot. 
But now, obviously, companies now are, are morphing in and they realize it's important to have happy employees. Because at the end of the day, what, what's most important for a company? That they make money. A happy employee makes you money. If that means that you need to you know, set aside some mental health days, then that's why companies are starting to do it. They realize it's important to have happy, healthy employees. It's still one of those things, though, where uh, especially the older generation are having a hard time wrapping their minds around it. It's hard for them to understand because back in the day, it was just like you stick your head down and you work. You do whatever. No excuses. I spoke with some former NFL players yesterday about this, and I asked them, this is what I texted them, off the record, if you had a teammate bail out in the Super Bowl, because his head wasn't right, would you understand or would you be pissed? So in a sense, Biles is almost the QB on the g- gymnastics team. One of the guys wrote, depends on what he was dealing with, but I suppose I would be upset. That's an honest answer. The other guy wrote, in the most simplest terms, I would be pissed about quitting in the middle of the game, which she basically did. Obviously, her situation is complex, but on the surface, I'm not sure I can think of anything similar that has ever happened with someone of her stature. Here's the thing. She's really good. Simone Biles is really good. In a pre-competition interview, she was talking about how she's scared of her abilities now because she understands more. And then the irony of that is she, I, I believe the next day after I watched that, she pulls out because her head wasn't all there. The only thing I can equate it to, and obviously I'm not necessarily comparing these two situations because what she's what she does is a lot more physical, obviously, than I'm in radio. And there was times where I just couldn't get my head around what I needed to do. Uh, we need you to do a bit. I don't want to fucking do a bit right now. I just don't. My head just wasn't there. I couldn't, you know, you got a million things going on at home. You just don't feel like doing it. And I either did it or I just refused to do it. And a lot of times in my situation, because it wasn't such a physical, it wasn't physical at all, A lot of times I would just force myself to do it and it either worked or it didn't. But nowhere near where if I messed up, would I get injured or could I ruin something that people have worked their entire lives on? No. Unless I said a dirty word on the air, then I would be messing with people's careers. But that's not the case. It's a really interesting situation because the competitive spirit in me says get out there and win whatever it takes focus on the competition I mean you heard her say she was trying to get her head right she tried to but she couldn't and with that complexity that precision that is the nature of gymnastics that deserves 100% mental focus you can destroy your life if you're not all in mentally. And what I mean is if like you you misstep, you misjudge where you're at. At one point, she says that she had the twisties where she couldn't find the ground. She couldn't, when she was in the middle of something, she couldn't figure out where the ground was. 
How scary is that? So I get why she walked away. It was in the best interest of the team, too, because if she screws up, then then they don't meddle. If she just goes out there and just, just fucks up, what happens? Like, she's just screwing everybody. The best option is she pulled herself from the game, the competition. And to be honest, here's the thing. They're all in the Olympics. They're all high-caliber athletes. They're highly skilled in gymnastics. For her to step out, it's the next person up mentality. Okay, I got to step out. Shit just is, I can't get my head right. Carol or whoever, get in there. Take over for me. You got this. I believe in you. Boom. Right? I, I don't see what the big deal is with her stepping back. I think it's just more of a, the old school mentality of, well, you need to just get your shit straight and go out there and win. Which I get to a point, but when your head can't get right, then it just makes sense to step back, especially in that type of competition. And this also sheds light on, you know, win at all cost mentality in sports, including gymnastics. You guys remember Carrie Strug. She will go and she is ready. Well, Tom, we saw her lifting after the first ball. She has either twisted her ankle or, or something worse. She hurt herself on the first ball. Probably the last thing she should have done was vault again, but she did. That's an iconic moment. We all remember that. Oh, my God, how amazing. It's fascinating when you find out what happened behind the scenes of that. So she falls, she injures her ankle or whatever. So this is the transcript of what the conversation was. I can't feel my leg, Strug told her coach. Her coach says, we got to go one more time. Shake it out. Do I have to do this again? She says, can you? Can you? The coach wanted to know. She says, I don't know yet. I will do it. I will. I will. And then she goes out there, and you have that moment where she she lands on one uh, one leg, and yeah, they get it. Good for her. It was an amazing moment. But she was 18 years old, and, and she, how are you going to say no to your coach who's aggressive and in your face? You got to do this. You got one more in you, and you win, right? You win. Get the gold. There's two things going on in that situation. One, the coach is in your face, and how do you fucking say no to that as a, essentially a kid? And the other thing is you want to win. You have fought your entire life to be where you're at. Honestly, I'd have a hard time saying no if I was in Carrie Strug's situation. In her situation, I'm injured. I, I know it hurts, but I want to finish. I want to win. It would be hard not to be like, I can do this. I can just, I can run down there and jump on the trampoline thingy and then flip around and do things and land mostly on my left foot instead of my right. And she did that. Here's the thing. They shouldn't have let her go. They shouldn't have. 
They shouldn't have. If that happened today, these, this day and age, they wouldn't have let her. They'd be like, dude, you're obviously injured. You're like crying and rolling around. You can't, you can't compete. So-and-so go in there, do it for her. But that being said, it would be hard for me if I'm in the middle of the competition. If it's a physical injury, you could kind of go past it. You get that adrenaline rush and you're be like, fuck it, let's do it. I'm going to do some twists and whatever. Screw everyone. But the mentality part of it, that's a hurdle that you can't just always push through the pain. Simone Biles does deserve a lot of praise for not putting herself in a situation that could have injured herself severely. She could have also fallen and messed things up. No medals for the, the USA squad. And ruin all those, you know, girls that have worked their butts off for it. Right? Listen, it sucks. I get it that she had to step away. But she did the right thing. But it also is shining a light on pushing through. You know, it kind of reminds me of the concussion protocol in the NFL. There's a lot of guys that would go out there, obviously concussed, and still play. Hell, Joel Klatt that used to play for the Colorado Buffaloes was talking about there's times where he doesn't remember plays or the rest of a game. He's like, I don't remember the, the second half because he was so concussed. But they let him out there and play. Now, obviously, things are a lot different than when he played, like 20 years ago or whenever he played. But I think this is just going to shed some light on mental awareness, making sure we're not you know, pushing ourselves too hard. Obviously, whatever's going on with Simone, it's enough where she's just like, I, I got to pull myself out completely. So, good for her. We'll never officially know what was going on in her brain, and maybe she's just one of those things where she's just off. One of those things where off. We don't know if there's shit going on at home or what. And we don't need to know. That's none of our business. But good for her for pulling herself out. It is sh shedding a light on all the craziness in sports and the competitive nature at the end of the day teams don't listen it kind of goes with companies they don't care how much you bleed just give me give me the results it's what companies do they don't ultimately give a shit about you can you go out there and give me one more time yeah i, I guess good yeah we'll deal with the consequences later they don't care to end things on a great, happy note, Casa Bonita. If you don't live in Colorado and you've never visited Casa Bonita, but you have seen South Park, the guys that own South or that created South Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they're from Colorado. They're amazingly talented individuals. Well, they want to buy Casa Bonita. Now, if you've seen the Casa Bonita episodes where you know, Par uh, Cartman goes to Casa Bonita and there's like cliff divers and stuff like that. That's real. If you haven't been there, that stuff's real. That's all based on an actual place. The problem is, is the food is terrible there and it's very run down. You start looking, they have the lights really low because everything needs painted. It's just like a real, just, it's just crappy looking. It needs some love. And I've always said this for years. If they actually took some time to actually focus on putting out a good menu and actually have tasty food, 
The only thing that's good there is their sopapillas. That's it. That's it. Anyway, Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park are looking to buy Casa Bonita and just restore it and just really enhance it. So that's some cool, exciting news. And I think if Trey Parker and Matt Stone do buy Casa Bonita, that we have to officially crown them as the kings of Colorado because they will be taking this icon, this this great thing that is Casa Bonita that has so much potential, but we all can agree that it just needs some work. And if they're able to tweak it and, and make it glorious, oh my God, that would be great. They will be the kings of Colorado. I really hope that Casa Bonita gets bought by the guys from South Park. That would be amazing. Very cool. Uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it. Thank you so much to Burns and McCoy. Check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. And thanks to Cinch, C-Y-N-C-H dot com. Make sure you use promo code MILEHIGH, all one word, and get that first tank of propane for only $10. It's the Huff on Sensor. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.